This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of hypocalcemia from the basic science section on orthobullets.com. Causes of hypocalcemia include decreased PTH that can be caused by hypoparathyroidism, pseudohypoparathyroidism, or renal osteodystrophy, which are three topics that we will talk about in more detail in three separate podcast episodes. Other causes of hypocalcemia include decreased vitamin D3. As far as the presentation of hypocalcemia, symptoms of hypocalcemia include paresthesias, specifically in the fingertips, toes, and periorally, abdominal pain and biliary colic, muscle cramps and tetany, dyspnea, secondary to laryngospasm and or bronchospasm, convulsions, and mental status changes, specifically anxiety, fatigue, and or mood swings. Physical exam may reveal findings of tetany, specifically Trousseau sign and Chvostek sign. Trousseau sign is a carpopedal spasm after blood pressure readings. So to do this, you will inflate the blood pressure cuff 20 millimeters of mercury above the systolic blood pressure for three to five minutes. The hand adopts an MCP flexed DIP and PIP extended position. Trousseau sign is more sensitive than Chvostek sign. Chvostek sign is facial muscle contractions after tapping on the facial nerve. Dermatological findings of hypocalcemia on physical exam may include fungal nail infections, hair loss, and blotchy skin, secondary to pigment loss and or vitiligo. As far as imaging, you may find basal ganglia calcification on CT scan, and remember that the basal ganglia comprises of the striatum, globus pallidus, substantia nigra, and subthalamic nucleus. As far as the evaluation of hypocalcemia, you should obtain serum calcium, phosphate, vitamin D, and PTH levels. Serum albumin should also be obtained, and keep in mind that low serum albumin or low protein leads to low total calcium. But remember that ionized calcium levels will be normal. As far as pH, alkalosis increases albumin binding to ionized calcium, and this leads to hypocalcemia. Finally, on EKG, hypocalcemia will manifest with a prolonged QT interval. Now let's review the differences between hyperparathyroidism, hypoparathyroidism, ectopic PTH, vitamin D malabsorption, and hypovitaminosis D with no phosphate excretion from the kidney and differentiate these conditions by their serum calcium, serum phosphorus, PTH, and common causes of each of them. So starting with hyperparathyroidism, serum calcium will be high, serum phosphorus will be low, PTH will be high, and the common cause is an adenoma. So again, hyperparathyroidism will have an elevated serum calcium, decreased serum phosphorus, elevated PTH, and the common cause is an adenoma. In the setting of hypoparathyroidism, serum calcium will be low, serum phosphorus will be high, PTH will be low, and the common cause is parathyroidectomy. So again, hypoparathyroidism will have a decreased serum calcium, an elevated serum phosphorus, and decreased PTH, with the common cause being parathyroidectomy. In the setting of ectopic PTH, serum calcium will be high, serum phosphorus will be low, and PTH will also be low, and the common cause of ectopic PTH will be malignancy. So again, ectopic PTH will have an increased serum calcium, a decreased serum phosphorus, and a decreased PTH, with the common cause being malignancy. Vitamin D malabsorption will have decreased serum calcium, 
decrease serum phosphorus, and increase PTH, with common causes including celiac disease and other GI diseases. So again, in vitamin D malabsorption, you'll have decreased serum calcium, decreased serum phosphorus, and increased PTH, with common causes being celiac disease and other GI diseases. Finally, in the setting of hypovitaminosis D with no phosphate excretion from the kidney, serum calcium will be low, serum phosphorus will be high, PTH will be high, and the common cause is renal failure and or pseudo-hypoparathyroidism. So again, in the setting of hypovitaminosis D with no phosphate excretion from the kidney, serum calcium will be low, serum phosphorus and PTH will be high, and the common cause is renal failure and pseudo-hypoparathyroidism. Treatment for hypocalcemia is non-operative and involves calcium gluconate infusion with cardiac monitoring to prevent hypercalcemia and activated vitamin D or calcitriol. Again, non-operative treatment for hypocalcemia includes calcium gluconate infusion with cardiac monitoring to prevent hypercalcemia and activated vitamin D or calcitriol. That's all for this review about hypocalcemia. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on orthobullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the OrthoBullets website while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the OrthoBullets podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks so much, and we'll see you all tomorrow.